right, guys. So this is a bonus episode of the Search for Awesome podcast. Uh, we told you guys we were be doing this in the podcast episode a couple weeks ago. We talked about, or one week, I don't know how long ago it's been yet. Uh, but we talked about the serial podcast. And uh, one of the things we couldn't do during the review was actually discuss spoilers because we wanted you to watch it or listen to it or whatever you do with podcasts. And uh, so what we're going to be doing is this is a spoiler discussion. So we are going to be discussing everything we found interesting about the podcast, our thoughts on the podcast, and we're even going to end with our opinions on whether or not we think Anon Syed is guilty of murder or not. And a couple things, uh, if you haven't listened to Serial and you want to do that, you should probably go do that right now. So, uh, so you don't have to get it all spoiled. But otherwise, you can keep moving on. If you listen to it before, you are in a good place. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback in the comments below. Uh, and the other thing is, keep in mind, this is just speculation. This is just two guys looking over and giving our thoughts. We're not lawyers. We're not investigators. We're just two people who are fans of the show. And we just want to talk about it. As a whole, we love the podcast. But we just have a lot of questions and comments. And we're just going to think these things through together. So uh, I have a lot of notes. Mikey, you have a lot of notes. And we're yeah. just going to dive in. Yes. And uh, before we get started, I'd like to point out a couple of resources. Um, if you go to the Serial Podcast uh, website, it's SerialPodcast.org. Um, if you go to slash maps, SerialPodcast.org slash maps, um, there's a couple other ways to get some of the resources from there. But that seems to be, for me... Um, where you can find some of the most resources for um, this season one podcast. Um, there's a lot of files in there, including one of them being uh, the timelines. Uh, and that's something I'm going to be referencing a couple times. And I've actually, I haven't told you about this yet, Titus. I've actually got, um, to me, what I consider a bomb to drop on this. And I don't know where it's going to go okay. or what more has been discussed about this and why this hasn't been brought up more. Um, but it continue it, it, it further increases my theories on this case and my problems and issues with this case. Uh, so we'll that get to that in a little bit. Really interesting. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear, uh, what, you, what this bomb is. I, I'll be honest. I only research I did was related to the episodes. I haven't really done much research outside of the episodes. Um, so I definitely want to hear some of this outside feedback. Okay. That's really interesting. I didn't realize they had this timeline thing. That's really cool. See, I didn't either, and they talked about it at one point. Uh, they kind of made a comment of it, and I found it on the website. And now if you go to the Serial Podcast um, and you look at Season 1, there'll be a Related Resources tab, and you can click on that, and there's a couple files that come up, but the timeline one doesn't. And that's I'm not sure why, uh, but you kind of have to do a little digging to find that one. That's why I said if you go to the uh, SerialPodcast.org slash maps, that's where you can find that versus several other things that don't show up um, under the normal tab. I'm not sure why that is or what the situation there is, but these are crucial things that I think are very important for this case. Yeah, interesting. So it's cool. So instead of seeing their perspective on it, we're getting to see the real things. So yeah, very cool stuff. All right. So one of the things I want to talk about is, so the first guy that, I think was a suspect was the guy who found her body buried. I found the whole thing really odd. And the reason why they didn't reveal his name was because they ended up finding out that he was somebody who was known for streaking, if I remember correctly. And, um, and, but uh, it looks like he was exonerated. But the one thing they found really interesting is that 
he somehow spotted this body, even though it really didn't seem possible. Like, the body was pretty well hidden, and how in the world did he see it? Um, I find it really interesting. It could have just been dumb luck. It could have also been somebody paying him off to spot the body as well. See, that's what um, I always thought. I yeah, always but thought, who like, would? Yeah. so sketchy. Like, I, I, I didn't think he did it, uh, but I felt like, he, like somebody paid him uh, to do this. There's no way, because if you... There's actually, on those files, there's actually a file that shows, um, like, where the walkway was that uh, described all the bullet casings and stuff. And it shows you, like, there was a good distance between that walkway, that little path, and where her body was actually found in the woods. And it just doesn't make much sense. Like, why, if you were cutting through that park, which is what he said he was doing, he said he was cutting through the park, like, what led you to just wander over all the way to that specific spot? I don't know, it just... It's possible, don't get me wrong, but I just find it highly unlikely. Yeah, it's really weird. Now, obviously, he was exonerated, and they let him go, but they really didn't follow up much on it on the episode, so it looks like they didn't feel like, they feel like it was just a coincidence, um, but there might be something there, so definitely worth mentioning, but probably not enough to, to really uh, focus on too much. One thing I found also interesting was the lawyer, um, specifically Anand's lawyer. Um, she, I believe uh, Sarah Koenig, which was the host of uh, Reply, I almost said Reply All, the host of Serial, um, uh, was trying. She believed that maybe she was trying to get more money out of the appeal, and I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it did. It did sound like she was ignoring some really important information. Was it Asia? Was that the girl who? Yeah, Asia. So she was somebody who basically said, "Hey." Uh, I saw you the day of the murder in the library during this time. If you need me to say something, I can. And she just totally let that sweep under the rug. Um, so it was really weird. And so I, I see her points. Um, the only thing I found really interesting about the lawyer, though, is every tape I heard about her, I didn't think she was representing him well. She just was so aggressive, like, and especially towards Jay. Like, Jay, uh, I think she, like, yelled at him many times. I mean, she just... She wasn't somebody who I would want representing me, personally. No, it definitely seemed like she was more trying to argue against Jay, and instead of arguing against the rest of the court, with the, the evidence that just didn't really seem to have a whole lot of roots to it. You know, like with the whole cell phone thing, where, where, they, where they were using the cell phone tower uh, data that was proven um, not to be a credible source. You know, because they said it, it can't, it can't exactly, you can't exactly rely on that data. But yet she never even really seemed to fight that issue. And that was surprising to me. I felt like that's something that I would be, you know, fighting tooth and nail, prove to me that this data is legitimate and that we can rely on this. Because between that and Jay's testimony, those are the two main things, uh, from at least all of my listening and research, those are the two main things that seem to really, uh, uh, convict Adnan for doing this. Uh, yeah. But yet, they never really stressed that issue. I, I, my biggest question was why? Why would we, why would we not question that uh, evidence? It seems very substantial, and, uh, or not substantial, um, circumstantial. And, doesn't and it was seem new like evidence, right? Because like, cell phones were pretty not ubiquitous at that point. Yes. And so and like, they the actually, fact that they're using it they for the case. They actually did interview somebody. I forget his name. And I, I remember him talking about it in the podcast. They actually did interview somebody um, that works in that field, and and they actually said to them that I think it was from AT and T, and the guy actually said to them that this is not credible information. 
Um, and they have that interview in the in the records. It's saved within the records of the case, but for whatever reason, that was never brought up in the trial. Yeah. So, I mean, why? Yeah, and I guess the only thing that makes sense is maybe she was trying to make money off the appeal, but I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine somebody is that self-seeking to do something like that. That's just That just seems foreign to me. But let's not try to question her morals and stuff like that, but it does it did seem a little weird for sure. Um but the, yeah, the, the bottom line is whether whether we no matter what you think of her, where I don't feel like she was the best representation for him. Um whether he did it or not, it it didn't yeah. seem like it didn't seem like he had the best representation that he needed. Yeah, and representation's everything. I have a friend who went to um I don't want to get into names or anything like that, but I have a friend who went to prison. And, uh, and if you ask me how, why, I think it was 100% the representation. The person who represented him, and it wasn't like the person was trying to get an appeal or anything. They just, they're old, and they were, they were actually retired shortly thereafter. And, um, and it was clear that he just wasn't equipped for the job anymore. And, I mean, if you don't have a good representative, it doesn't matter how innocent you are or how good of a te- story you have or anything. Like, you're going down. And I guess that was the main thing that really got Anon convicted was that he just didn't have a story. Um, And that was one of those things that it's hard to really deal with somebody that's like, I don't know what happened during that period of time. And so let's be clear, and I think we're both on the same page on this. We don't know whether Anon did it or not. There's, no. We, we don't know. And, and the idea behind this podcast and the idea behind the whole entire uh podcast that sarah did is not at all to like insist and prove that he was innocent right because we don't know whether he did it or not the the problem i think that both me and you had with this case is i don't understand what they found him guilty on like what evidence they actually had that found him guilty i mean our our justice system has to work and people are like oh well i'm pretty sure he did it so it's fine i'm like no it's not fine you don't go off I'm pretty sure he did it. This is a justice system. This, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, this is not barbaric where we're, you know, just because we feel like somebody did something, we're going to, you know, chop their hand off. You know, this is, this is an actual judicial system and it needs to be done right. And no matter who you are, what crime you've committed, you need to be able to go through the justice system properly and have a fair trial. And I, I don't feel like that was done here. I feel like they really went off circumstantial information and just kind of took some people's word for it, and then they said, oh, yep, he's guilty, and arrested him, and put him in jail. Yeah, I totally agree, and, uh, you know, that happens, at least, it seems to happen too often in the justice system, where they need to find somebody who's responsible, they pick the story they like the best, and then they make that person responsible, and they try to hold him responsible, and it doesn't happen all all the time, sometimes they get it right, for sure, but especially in a case like this that was a you know essentially a cold case until they you know figured it out i mean like there was not that much evidence to go off of um until jay came forward and accused anon of doing all this stuff and he had all the stuff he had all the information so clearly jay knew what happened yeah um and that that really is the crappy part about it but exactly what you just said like i'm still having a hard time figuring out other than jay's testimony why they decided anon you know, did it. But either way, from Jay's perspective, think about this. He was going to stick with Anon is guilty, whether he was involved or whether, uh, or whether Anon really, or sorry, whether Anon really was involved or whether Anon wasn't involved. Yeah. You know, definitely. that was going to be his story no matter what. Yeah. Naturally, and so, why wouldn't he? 
he's going to stick to that story. He's trying to, if it's, if he's innocent, if Anon is innocent, and he's trying to convince him, the public of that, then he's going to try to cast as much blame and shadow on Anon. But clearly, Jay knows what happened. Yeah. And that's the problem with everything. So let's talk about Jay's story for a second. First right. of all, you know, if you look at these resources that we have, we have the timelines here. And in these timelines, it talks about, it, it breaks it down for you. It shows you Adnan's call log, and then it shows you the stories that match up with that. And now, Adnan's story doesn't exactly match up with the timeline of the phone calls, right? But he even said that. He can't remember a lot of it. It's very confusing. The problem that I have is when you go over to the right of it, there's three different versions of the story from Jay. Uh, he had his first two versions mm-hmm. and his first two interviews. And then his third one, and it seemed like each time it seemed to cater more and more to fit in with the circumstantial evidence that they had. Uh, not like as if he was just yeah. really recollecting the story. It seemed to line up with that. Um, yeah, I haven't gone through this with a fine-tuned comb, but that would make sense if he's trying to paint a picture. But here's where it gets really interesting. So, Titus, tell me where um, Jay, based off you remembering the story, where did Jay first see um Hayes body in the trunk of the car where were they at was it in the best buy parking lot or was that later i don't remember i, I remember the best buy parking lot so yeah, am i totally if off? you look at the third story and this was in the testimony at 3 50 p.m he says that adnan showed him when he showed up to best buy he had he had so basically how the story uh, supposedly went is uh jay had adnan's car and Adnan had contacted him and said, hey, I need you to come pick me up at Best Buy. When he gets there at 3.50 p.m., Adnan shows Jay Hayes' body in the trunk of Hayes' car because he Mm -hmm. was there in Hayes' car. Right? This is how the story supposedly went. Now, what's really interesting, and I just found this out today because as I was trying to do research research to get ready for this podcast, uh, I started looking up a couple things. On E! Online... They have an article all about the serial podcast and digesting things and talking about different characters. And one of the things that they brought up was an interview that Jay did with The Intercept. Now, I don't know how true this is. I couldn't find the article, uh, the interview with The Intercept to actually fact check this or anything. But if this is true, I feel like this totally goes against everything he said in court. And it, and I'll quote exactly what E Online had to say. He told the Intercept that Adnan first showed him Hayes' body in the trunk of his car outside Jay's grandma's house, not in the hmm. Best Buy parking lot. A revelation that was not relayed during the trial or by Serial. So this was something I've never heard all throughout the trial, throughout the podcast, through the retrial, everything. I've never heard at any point of him showing up with the body. At Jay's grandma's house. I never, never in anywhere to this in the story did they take the body to Jay's grandma's house or anything. That was never even mentioned. That's interesting. Now, was this an interview before serial or after serial or where, where does this interview come up? Do you know? Uh, you know, I was trying to find more information about it. Um, they were talking about an interview earlier in this same article and it says that it was 2015. Um, but I don't know if it's this, if it was all part of the same interview or what. Um, hmm. But I've I've been trying to find more information on that because I find it really interesting. Uh, if this is true, uh, 
why i mean that that was some of the main evidence right there is that he showed him the body in the best buy parking lot in hayes the back of hayes car but yet here he is saying that the first time he saw the body was in at his grandma's house when adnan pulled up in adnan's car Mm. so i don't know man to me that really blew me away i was i don't know that kind of rocked my world because i've always felt really strongly that something was wrong with this case and then i read that and i was like oh my goodness that just that's such a huge change this isn't like a like a a little change you know like like he thought he was already at best buy and jay showed up i mean adnan showed up there or something like that this is saying that he showed up at his grandma's house with the body which was not mentioned before at all in any of the podcasts or trial. That is really interesting. And it could just be a slip up, but I, I have a hard time believing that somebody who just saw a, a dead body. Up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if someone saw a dead body, like that would be pretty heavily in my memory. There's nothing going to change the fact that this guy drove up in front of my grandmother's house, popped the trunk and had a, his dead girlfriend in the trunk. He said, Anything that's going to make him innocent doesn't involve me. Hey was dead before she got to my house. Anything that makes on innocent doesn't involve me. There's a specific point where I became involved in this. What happened before that, I don't know. Okay. We still don't know when that interview was. In every version that Jay gave of the story, all three of his timelines that he gave, the only time that Adnan was at his grandmother's house was when he picked him up earlier that day. Hmm. And that was it. Once he picked yeah. him up, they never went back to his grandma's house. Wow, that's uh, really interesting. So it sounds like he it's kind of confirming my suspicions that he's trying to change the story to fit uh, the narrative. And um, I guess my problem with, with that is like we don't have a we, it's not confirmed. So this is all again hearsay. Yes. And um, it's on yeah. E, which how how credible is that really? And it was done by the Intercept, which is uh, some something i don't even know what it is it may be a magazine or something else um could be a credible source could not be we have no clue but if it is true that's something i would love to hear explored so if you have more information about that i would love to look at that so let us know in the comments so let's move on with some other stuff in the podcast that we want to talk about just to just to kind of discuss before we come up with our final conclusions so one of the things i found interesting is like let's say he did it and this is something i think sarah koenig brought up why not just confess I mean, he's been in jail for many years. This was before serial. I'm talking before serial. Why not just like let it go? Like you have no hope of getting out, but he has held on to his innocence this entire time. Now, I'm sure there are criminals who held on to their innocence forever. But again, I think that's a point in, you know, Anon's favor. He has held on to his innocence. Obviously, if he didn't, then we wouldn't be talking right now. Um, well, but you, I mean, you would think the guilt would get to him at the very least. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not like, like, and, and, and his, and her family has no peace for this, um, other than the fact that he's in jail. Like, you think that he would want to just confess just to give them that peace. I mean, I can't imagine that you're sitting in jail day in and day out with this sitting on your shoulders. I mean, we're not talking about someone who's a trained killer, who's killed several people. If if he did this, I mean, this was one person. This was a one-time thing, probably a. If if he did it, you know, maybe a um, a passion crime here, you know, I can't imagine that that guilt would not get to him. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a psychologist here, but I just I have to imagine that that guilt would get to him and guilt would get to him enough 
that he would have to admit to doing it. I would think so. And I mean, some people will hold on to it forever, but yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. I, I think uh, eventually he's got to come clean. Another thing I found interesting is that, uh, according to the testimonies, they only dated, uh, him and Hay only dated on and off here and there. And they had been broken up for, I want to say it was three weeks after when the murder happened. And it just didn't make sense to me. Like, it's just like, you know, like, I, I mean, you know, me and my wife dated on and off, you know, like, I just, I don't see the motive. Where's the motive? Unless there was some big spat out fight that he wanted to get back together and she wasn't going to have anything to do with it. And that's what drove him crazy, you know, or the testimony, I think, with the prosecutors is that, you know, she was kind of a tarnish on his reputation to his community and he felt like he needed to get rid of her, which how does that solve that problem? You know, like that's even a murdering is a lot more serious. And it was expressed. um I think even by Jay and a couple other people, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't the big of a concern to him because it was to him. He kind of like, it, it seemed like he didn't really care about how his community viewed him. It, that was more of a problem for his father. You know, his father was concerned about how he was viewed, but it didn't seem like that yeah. much of a problem to him. I don't know. Even to this day, it doesn't seem like, it seems like he is who he is, yeah. you know, and he's okay with that. Um. Another thing I found interesting was Jay's coworker uh, that said that he was scared. And this is somebody who has no reason to lie, and he didn't even hear about the podcast until very late, and he didn't weigh in until the very last episode. But um, And he even said he generally didn't believe Jay. He didn't trust when, when he even said, hey, I helped with this, this girl's disappearance, and he didn't even believe him then. And I just found that really fascinating because, you know, somebody who was relatively close to Jay even then found him untrustworthy. Um, and I don't know, it's just that that right there is interesting to me. Uh, and obviously he said, his coworker said, uh, Jay is scared of whoever was the one who was the killer. Whether it was Anon, which it does seem like that was who Jay was saying was the killer to his coworker, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but he could have been just, every time he's talking about this other guy, he's talking about Anon. Like, we don't really know um what's going on of course why would he say it was Nanan and then you know it sounds like he was fabricating the story as he went if he is fabricating at all maybe he's telling the truth who knows um another thing was um Jay and Jen which Jen is kind of Jay's alibi and even they don't really agree about what happened that day and there's a lot of semantics that they're not really lined up on uh like for instance there was some clothes that Jay were wearing that he threw away when the Helped dispose of the body, I believe. Um, and even like the locations of where he was picked up and that kind of stuff. They don't really agree. And that's another weird thing. It's like, why lie here? Um, did you find that interesting or is that something you remember, Mikey? Um, to ask with you, I don't, I don't really remember that part a whole lot. See, see, for me, it was, it was, it was always interesting. I, I remember them talking about they, there was always a thought that maybe Jay and Jen had a thing. And, um, I don't remember who, who was whose friend. I think Jay was dating a girl that was Hay's friend. I know that wasn't he very loyal to Stephanie and he was worried that Stephanie was going to get hurt by this guy. So I remember the name Stephanie coming up a lot. I think that was the one that Jay had a fling with, I want to say, but again, maybe, but I'm, you know, 
I'm sure there's others as well. Again, I kind of feel weird talking about like high school romance, but right. Uh, but it is important to the story, believe it or not. So uh, another thing that was interesting is Anon didn't call Hay after the 14th, which was the 14th. Is that the day that she went missing? Is that right? Am I? Do I have that right? I think so. Okay, so yeah, it was uh, January 13th, 1999. So the 14th, Anon never actually tried to call her. That was a point against Anon, because if he's her friend and he thinks she's missing, why doesn't he try to call her? Um, but, to Jay's credit, neither did her boyfriend, Don. And Don thought she went to California or something. Um, well, so did Jay, you know, because she, she didn't really like her home life. He just assumed that she took off. You know, he didn't seem, he didn't feel like it was something that would be out of characteristic for her to just take off. Yeah, I think you meant to say Anon. You said Jay there. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, Adnan. Adnan didn't seem too concerned. He thought, you know, she just took off. Here's one thing I didn't understand is Anon and Jay's relationship. Because on one hand, I hear they're acquaintances, but I also hear that they hung out quite a bit, or at least a little bit here and there. And for me, like, maybe this is just me. I don't hang out with people who I don't consider good friends. So that was a point I feel like it was against Anon. He's trying to sell it as if they're not really good friends, and... I don't know. Well, see, see, but that's the thing they both did, though. They both made that comment that neither of them were really good friends. Um, yeah, okay. But the the weird part is, is even in that case, why is he letting him use his car and his cell phone? Yeah. And what I never seemed to understood from this podcast was, was this a regular occurrence or did it just happen to be for this weekend? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's something that they don't think they ever mentioned. And it did seem like it was just this weekend, but, it, you know, I'm sure if it happened often, that would have been something that had been very important to the case, but I'm just speculating. Another thing, the biggest thing I think that people have a problem with with Anand's case is the Nisha call. This is the one thing that they had a hard time figuring out, and um, it puts Anand with Jay in the afternoon. Anand says uh, he wasn't with his phone, but Jay had it. But why would Jay call Nisha, which is a friend of Anon, you know, because Jay doesn't know who Nisha is, I believe is the... Two minutes, I don't feel like is an unreasonable amount of time uh, for you to call somebody and it pick up on voicemail or whatever and be a butt dial. Two minutes and 21 seconds to be specific. Yeah. So let's kind of end sort of talking about the list of unlucky things for Anon. And uh, this was something that they ended the podcast with. And I just kind of thought these were... A good way to summarize the case against Anon. That was so. Assuming Anon is innocent, these are the lucky, unlucky things. He loaned his car to Jay. Uh, he asked Hay for a ride after school, and apparently people knew that he did. Um, Jay said his plans was to uh, ask her for a ride because his car was broken down. So basically, Jay said, "Hey," or sorry, not Jay. Anon says, "Hey, I'm going to ask her for a ride because and tell her my car is broken down or whatever." And so that way I can get in the car with her to do whatever. Um, the Nisha call, which was the butt dial of a girl, that it was very important to the whole case. And that kind of, you know, Jay didn't know. Um, a Jay's account of that call matched the cell records. Um, and also the fact that Anon doesn't remember where he was at during the time of the murder, really. His, his testimony is pretty bad. So there's a lot of unlucky things in there. And... Um, I guess here's where I land on this. If Jay is lying, let's just say that he's lying, which of these really matter? And really, if Jay is lying, it's like none of these really, like, 
it's really all on Jay's account. And they even said this during the podcast, like, if it wasn't for Jay's testimony, there is no way that Anon would have uh, been convicted. And if you take Jay's account out of this, they don't really have much. The only thing they have on Anon that was confirmed outside of Jay that I can see is that he publicly asked Hay for a ride after school. Yeah, but um, didn't he admit that? And didn't he admit that he told her that his car broke down? I don't remember. I thought that that was what Jay said he was going to do. I remember he asked her for a ride to school because, no, 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 because he loaned his car to Jay. That's why he needed to ride after school. But he was going to, but Jay said I, he'll tell her that the car's broken down. I think. Am I wrong about that? You know, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Um, that's how I have it written down right now. See, so I, w- I wanted to point right. out when you, when you mentioned that the timeline lined up, uh, looking at the timeline, see, there's a comment here. Um, at Adnan, I mean, uh, Jay said that Adnan calls Nisha. At 4.30 p.m., and then uh, he hands the phone to Jay, so Jay talks to her briefly. Right. right. But Yeah. Um, in the court procession, perse- prosecution, uh, sorry, in the court prosecution, they asked Jay to identify this call to Nisha, which the call occurred at 3.32 on the actual call log. Uh, Jay says that they were at Forest Park at that time. Um, which is an area that isn't covered by the cell tower that it originates this call. So if they were <laughs> at Forest Park, the the only thing that makes sense is if his time was off an hour. And and she mentions that here in, in this timeline. You know, as if his story was just completely off an hour. Um, but either way, like if he's he's indicating that if he's remembering this phone call happening while they were at Forest. Park, park ave then that's that's not true at all like it just doesn't i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me why yeah the, hmm i think that's kind of where i'm landing is that the cell towers don't line up really line up with the case and they don't seem to be reliable enough to be used by the case and uh i don't know it's it's man it's tough uh so, I mean, I guess where I land on this is, like, if it's not for Jay, then Anon would be free right now. Whether that's right or wrong. And for whatever reason, Anon was lucky en- or unlucky enough to have somebody that was willing to throw his friend or acquaintance under the bus and uh, to take account for this murder. Or he really was involved with this, and Anon is actually responsible. And I guess that's kind of where we have to to land the plane is do we think that Anon actually did this or not after hearing all the evidence and sorry what one last thing I'd like to point out that I was just thinking about when when you talk about you know Adnan uh asking hey for a ride and Jay's saying that Adnan asked her for this ride so that way he could pretend like his car was broken down he, I remember him stressing that point. Like that was a point that was stressed by Jay, trying to imply like as if uh, Adnan was prepping to do something, right? But like, why would he do that? And how would like, why would Jay think anything of that? First of all, Jay wasn't there. Like this is what he's hearing from other people, right? Mm. Because he wasn't there when he asked. He didn't go to school there. Yeah. So why was it such a big deal? Because I feel like if you had something planned, you wouldn't you wouldn't want yourself tied 
to that person at all. The last thing you would want people to think is that you were with them that after that afternoon. So why would that even come up? I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up to me as to why you would, for the life of you, why you would want someone to see you or think that you're going to be with that person the day that you're going to do something crazy. Yeah, I don't know. So like, let's just assume that Jay was lying and Danan is totally innocent. So from what it looks like to me on the outside, if I'm trying to make sense of this case, uh, Jay asked for Anand's car to frame him. Um, he was trying to make uh, Anon look worse by saying, hey, he was going to tell, hey, that, you know, her car broke down, even though I was borrowing it to so he could, you know, kill her later or whatever. The Nisha call, you know, maybe he has Anon's phone, like Anon says, and he sees that there was a butt dial to Nisha and he fabricates this story about how, you know, he talked to Nisha. And then later, because apparently Nisha doesn't remember it that way either. She remembers talking to him at nighttime, which wouldn't follow the story and maybe he has this he sets up a time to have this phone call that he made up later so that nisha has memory of it and you know uh also jay's account does match the cell phone records but if he has a cell phone he knows where the cell phone was and he could fabricate any kind of story that he wanted to fit the cell phone story and uh, and then he lucked out also that Anon doesn't remember or have a good alibi for where he was at during the time of the murder. That story makes sense to me. Now, I know there's a lot of details in this timeline that I haven't gone through. Yeah. Um, and I've heard them all, but it's kind of hard to put them all together. But that story makes sense to me. Whereas, you know, how could the cell phone towers have reached these different spots and all this stuff? That, that story makes a lot more sense to me is that Jay is framing him. Um, although Jay definitely is still holding to his innocence, but Jay has more of a, of a reason to hold to his innocence, uh, than Anon does at this point. And, uh, yeah. So I guess, I guess final thoughts. What do you think? Uh, my, my final thoughts, I, like we said in the beginning of this episode, um, I, I don't feel like there was a fair, fair trial. I feel like there was a lot that should have been overturned. I feel like they should have done more research. They wanted someone to convict for this, and so they they pushed it and made it happen. They took what they had, uh, whether it was substantial enough or not, and they put it in a pretty little package, and now Adnan's in jail. And we'll never fully know, I don't think, uh, if that was the right decision or not, uh, because no. it's, so much has happened since then. So much that should have been researched at the time uh, wasn't. And so I feel like that's kind of hard to go back and do that now. So I, I don't know where we stand with the future of this, uh, but it saddens me to think that um, there's a possibility that someone is sitting in jail um, because their justice system failed them and didn't hold a proper case and turn over every single stone to determine whether he actually did it or not. Yeah, and I think I'm right there with you. And I think Sarah Koenig is right there with you as well, the, the host of of uh serial that there's just not enough here to convict a non you know you subtract jay's stories there's not enough here sure he's got testimonies that match what's going on with the cell phone but if anon's testimony is true that he had a cell phone then obviously he's gonna know what the cell phone is and i'm sure there are probably some details that i am missing that maybe 
poke some holes into my theory there. But uh, I think the thing that makes the most sense to me is that, well, number one, I think he should not have been convicted um, because there's just not enough there. Um, And he's either very unlucky or he's a psychopath. And that because he really convinced me and Sarah Koenig really convinced me that he is innocent because he's not afraid of the truth here. He wants DNA tests. He wants whatever, like, you know, there's a DNA test. They had never tested some DNA on, uh, hey, you know, why not? I mean, if he, you know, strangled her and stuff like that, like they're saying he did, why not analyze that or whatever? Was it strangling? I forget. What, what did he say? They say that he did. Oh, goodness. See, I don't to- even remember now. I thought he, I thought he strangled her. I know I could yeah. be wrong about that. Uh, sorry, I might be misremembering that. But for whatever reason, like um, you know, that does seem important. He was obviously in close contact with her, and they didn't a- a- analyze that DNA, and that's important. And why they didn't, I don't know. And it sounds like to me the justice system failed him. And you know, on that note, and hopefully they can get a retrial soon, and and see if if they can reverse the call. But I. Honestly, but if I'm like saying he definitely didn't do it, I can't say that either. I do believe he didn't. I think the evidence points that direction. But I mean, there is some compelling evidence that he did do it as well. If Jay is telling the truth, yeah. and it really all ends with Jay. I always felt maybe there was another party here that did this, and and I'll tell you one of the main reasons that made me feel that way is um, after listening to. Uh, up and vanished, uh, which I think is going to be our next bonus episode. I don't want to get into that yet because that's a whole nother episode, but I don't know. I just, I think it would make sense here. You know, um, when, when, how you were talking about before about how Jay was saying that he was terrified of whoever the killer was, the person that killed. Hey, he was terrified of them. Um, that gives him a lot of motive to narrate a story that keeps whoever that is safe. I don't know, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments below. And uh, yeah, so uh, really interesting podcast. I definitely want to first off, or last off, I should say, uh, my heart goes out to the family of Hay and uh, of Anon and of all the people who are impacted uh, by this. Let's not forget that these are real people with real families. And this is not just the story that, you know, it's just this, you know, it, this is real lives here. So. And uh, I hope that nothing we said uh, detracted from the tragedy that it was. Um, it was more or less just to discuss the case and see if maybe we could maybe unearth something or maybe inspire one of you to unearth something uh, that uh, could help the truth come to light if it hasn't already come to light. So anyway, I... Uh, Definitely enjoyed the podcast, but I it, it is still weird saying that because this is real people. Yeah. <laughs> this is a horrible tragedy. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, our hearts go out to everyone. So let us know in the comments below um, what you thought, if you have any other theories or whatever. And let's let this be a start of a conversation. So I guess unless you guys have something else to say, Mikey, I think we'll end it here. I mean, I think that's a good end, man. I think we're done. Sorry, my uh, camera just died. Let me switch out the battery real quick. Sorry. I'll just wait here while you get your crap together. Golly. With your fancy camera. Mine's still running because I have it plugged in while it's recording.
Amateur. I'll just play on my phone. It's fine. Maybe do some skateboarding. Take your time, buddy. It'll be fine. Uh-oh. Gotta turn that down. Hmm. You're gonna watch this later? And you're like, really? Talking crap? Yes, I am. I hope you can hear me. Because this is absurd. This is a professional podcast, and you got me over here playing a skateboarding game during it. I just, I'm offended. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. Get it. Get it. 